What's up? What's happening? Welcome back here to Where in the Sports World. I'm Travis Seldridge. We've got another awesome guest again today. I'm joined by former UCF basketball star, current pro basketball player, Aubrey Dawkins. You may remember him from when he dropped 32 points on Zion Williamson and Duke in the NCAA tournament second round a couple of years ago. That nearly helped UCF knock off that Blue Devils team. It was one of the best games of the tournament that year. Duke also happened to be where his dad, Johnny Dawkins, played in college, becoming a Blue Devils legend. Now, Johnny, the head coach at UCF, where he coached Aubrey, his son. So safe to say, Aubrey has basketball in his blood. He's now in his first season playing overseas in Germany. Currently the top scorer for Göttingen in basketball Bundesliga. On this episode, we'll talk to Aubrey about following in his dad's footsteps, adjusting to life in Germany, being teammates with Taco Fall in college. We'll see if we'll share some good stories with Taco there and much, much more. It's time to catch up with Aubrey Dawkins, who joins us from Göttingen, Germany. How much have you tried to immerse yourself in a new language, being in a new country, trying yeah. to adjust? Uh, it's, it's tough because everyone here speaks English for the most part. So it's tough to really fully, you know, in, invest in it because it's an is easy shortcut around it. You can usually, you know, you can usually speak English to most people and they, they understand. So it's not too much. Not as much as I would like to put it like that. So not too much of an adjustment so far? <sighs> no. <laughs> It's been, it's, been, it's been pretty smooth. Basketball-wise, what has it been like going from playing in the G League last year to now playing overseas? Uh, it's, um, it's, I mean, the, the game over here is different for sure. Um, but players are, are, are very talented, very good players, very smart players over here. So it's, um, it's the, the, the level's been right there. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very good league. Um, and so I've, I've had fun with it, just just learning the game, seeing seeing you know a different way to look at the game over here, um, and a different style of play. So it's been fun. When you go through, I asked everybody this because I think it's so fascinating. When you figure out the the end of last year, which obviously was a, a unique end of the year, and you're looking at your options of where do I want to play and continue my career, walk me through the process of how you end up on this opportunity in Germany, and you know, kind of where how, how you figure out where you're going to go. Well, for me, it's just it's just making the most of the time I have playing the game of basketball. Like we, we all have a ticking clock in this game. And um, for me, like I said, I, I wanted to make the most of my time. And, and, and with, with the G League being pushed back and nobody knowing when the season's going to officially start, um, it, it just made the most sense to, sense to, to, to play over here or play, you know, look overseas for different options to play in. Um, and, and it worked out. This is a great spot. And I, I, I'm... I'm, I'm very happy and blessed to be here because it's a good opportunity and uh yeah it's just it's been fun so you would have probably maybe tried to play another year in the g league if it's like normal circumstances or is, was this always kind of an option it was this is always an option i can't i can't really say for sure um exactly how if, if it was a normal year how it would have gone um but this is all this is always an option and um obviously the g league you know is what it is and and um, that was an option as well. So it would, we'd set the weight options and see, see, you know, kind of which one felt better and which one, you know, was worked best towards my career. What's the best way to describe a year in the G League? Because I know it's, it's like minor league baseball. It, 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 what's, what's the best way to describe it? Uh, the G League is, is the experience is different for a lot of guys. Um, so, I, I mean, the best thing I can say for 
anybody who, who's considering, you know, going that route is, is just to be ready for anything because you, you don't really know what to expect. Um, like I said, different, different organizations have a different, you know, setup in, in, with their G League team. And, and, and so it, you just, it's, it's hard to, to give an accurate assessment for, for, one, for the, everybody because you just don't really know. For me, it was much different from some of my teammates' experience. And I talked to them, um, other guys that I know who play in the G League or who are on my team now, they had a much different experience than I did. So it's just, it was surprising to hear that. So it's just, you know, you, you never really know. Just, just be ready for anything, be ready to adapt and adjust to, because it's, it's going to be, it'll be, a, it'll be a ride for sure. <laughs> What's your story, like, best way to sum up your experience in Erie in the G League? Like, what's the go-to one that kind of, like, sums up what, what the whole deal is like? Uh, that's, that's tough. I never <laughs> asked that question like that. Um, the best way to sum it up. Uh, or any story that kind of gives a, people a feel for, you know, like, what the experience is like. It was, it was, it's, it was tough. It was, it, it was a tough year for me because um, I was coming off an injury. Um, and so, obviously, uh the, the 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 staff you might be used to dealing with from a college level or even the NBA level is different in the G League. So now your resources are a little bit different, maybe a little less than what you what you are used to. So you have to work around that and try and find ways to really help yourself and become self proficient in what you do because um, you're so used to being you know given things and handed things, and now you can maybe work a little bit for your own to to, to make things happen. So um, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, it's just different. Yeah. Uh, and so. For me, it was it was a tough year for me with the injury and whatnot, and trying to trying to make the most of that and battle through that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people in the, in the in the in it were great. It was it was tough for everybody, but we made it work. So, so your your dad, as as many people probably know, is is Johnny Dawkins, who's now obviously a college coach, was a, a tremendous player uh, at Duke, especially growing up the son of Johnny Dawkins. What is that like from a very very early age especially when you're growing up in Durham around a guy who's a Duke basketball legend um it's uh I mean like anything it it, it I don't want to say it has pros and cons <laughs> um, in a bad way but um it's uh it's you don't it's, it's something you don't really it's an interesting dynamic I guess when you have a parent who was really good at something in life and then yeah. you have to come, come up under that um, and you're already automatically looked at, looked at a certain way and put in a certain light and put in a certain bubble um, just because of that. And so you have to navigate that as you grow up and become your own person, um, navigate that with, with, with different friends, different family, different all type of things you, you have to worry about navigating. Um, but it, it's, it, was, it was really, really cool to see the, the amount of respect he got and still gets as an athlete, athlete he was at Duke and being in Durham um, and, and I wish I could have seen him play live, um, yeah. but uh, it, no, I, it, it, it was it's a really cool experience. And, and um, I mean, it, that's, that's all I can say, honestly. He was the pre-YouTube generation. Like that, that stuff yeah. is popping up on YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, it, you mentioned it comes with perks. Like you're around that Duke program growing yeah, up sure, in, in like sure. your early years of basketball. What's that like? Um, I mean, like I said, you got a lot of cool experiences. You see a lot of, a lot of plays. Obviously, Duke basketball is what Duke basketball is, and we all know them to be, you know, like the epitome of college basketball. So you, I'm going up seeing guys like Shane Battier and JJ Redick and 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 you know Daniel Ewing and Sean Dark. All guys I can just name, you know, and it's guys coming back to campus, seeing seeing guys. And obviously, I know Grant Hill, but seeing you know 
seeing him a lot. And, and um, it's just, it's just awesome. Jason Williams, Chris Duan, guys, you that are, you know, legends at Duke and, and legends of basketball, you see, you know, on a regular basis as college guys. And you don't know that beforehand, but now looking back on it, it's like, wow, a lot of guys don't have that experience to, 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 to be in such a, a, a I don't know, it, it, it's, it's just crazy. It's, um, but it's really cool. And, and that's, that's something that, that, that uh, I really appreciate in my life and my career basketball. And, and you know, a lot, a lot of those values and stuff I saw and were and learned from being in that environment, I've tried to keep with me and, and you know, to help me build my career and, and, and become the player I am today, so. And you get to shoot at Cameron Indoor Stadium when you're yeah, working on Cameron Indoor Stadium, all that stuff, man. Obviously, Coach K, you know, knowing him for all my life and 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 just seeing him, you know, just on a regular day. People don't doesn't happen for a lot of people, but something like that was my life, and so I never, I, I, I never took for granted, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Coach K, and obviously he had a special relationship with your dad. What kind of relationship do you, did you still have? Is he a guy that, like, you felt like at, at some point you could pick his brain on something? Is is there still a relationship there? Where is it? Well, uh, I, if, if, if I really felt the urge to and desire to, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we could make that happen. But is it that's something that that's really explored these days? Yeah. No. Um but I feel like with the relationship my father and him have, absolutely, if I really wanted to speak to him on something and needed to connect, for sure, I think we can make it happen. Um, but it was really good. I haven't seen and spoken to him in a long time since before that Duke game. So it was really good, even though the outcome wasn't, you know, <laughs> what any of us wanted it to be for on, on our side. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was still really cool to be able to see him and, and shake his hand in that environment after all those years, him seeing me grow up and working out in Duke and, and to now you're on opposing sides of a game and still, you know, it, it was, it's just crazy how life works sometimes. Um, so it was a really cool experience. It was really fun. Um, and yeah, those are moments that I'll obviously cherish forever. You mentioned the game, second round NCAA tournament. It ultimately mm -hmm. ends up being your last uh, college basketball game. It kind of comes full circle for you. You're playing. Yeah, no, for sure. Your dad's alma mater. What's yeah. The, because it, you're obviously on the wrong side, but you have an incredible game. What mm -hmm. stands out to you about that game? Like when you look back on it now, a couple of years later, what's the lasting memory? The the missed shot, the missed layup. Honestly, that that is that is the lasting that is the lasting memory um, of that game that I think about most. Um, but looking past that and beyond that, uh, I think I think what we did and I mean I've, I've spoken about it before but just as a program in UCF and 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 what we were able to accomplish um that is what I feel most proud about and, and what makes me smile about that game and that experience is that um we took UCF somewhere they haven't been before um on a stage that they've never seen before and so for us as a basketball pro program and, and doing that and the, and the teammates I had, a lot of guys who, you know, never experienced the tournament before, never, you know, um, had a chance to play in that. So just all those things come together for us and we make one special year like that. I think uh, that right there in itself is, is, is really fun and really cool. Um, it's something that all my teammates and I can all have a bond over forever. Um, obviously against players who are now, you know, very good and NBA players and Zion, RJ and, um, and Cam. So that's, it's a, uh, it's, really really cool um and so I, I think for all of us like I said it's it's something that we think the outcome wasn't what we wanted it to be but there's still a lot to be taken from that and what we accomplished you know for UCF I'm glad you have that perspective because but I know the shot eats at you because if you're any athlete in, in any 
level. Like you think mm -hmm. of the what if moments almost more than the, oh, you know, like I settled and that was a cool moment, but there's, yeah. there's always that fun. Absolutely, absolutely. It's funny, I just talked about that game today in the locker room. So it's funny, it, it, it comes up, it's all, it's, it comes up often. It's not, it's, it's still, it's still in the back of my mind. And it, I don't think it'll go anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> like, do you go, do you go to the gym and just like do that shot a couple of <laughs> times at the end? Just like, hey, I got that one. You know, I, 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 uh, I have moments in, in, in practice and games and whatnot where, where it'll just, I'll see that shot in my head. And obviously it's not a shot you try and go practice because it's a, a, a putback layup off the yeah. rim. So that's something you just, you know, but it's, it's an instinct play. But um, I, it'll, I'll see it in my mind a lot when I'm, when I'm in games and whatnot. I'm just like, you know, I, I, I have in myself, hopefully one that, that I'll, I'll be able to redeem myself for that shot somewhere further down my career, you know, whether it's this year, following years or whatever it may be that I can redeem myself and it, it hit one of those, you know, because that, 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 uh, that I, I, I need, I need, a, I need to change that. I need to change that narrative there. I need to, you know, fix that. So along with that game about that program, I think the other thing that's most talked about about that UCF team is, is your teammate Taco Fall because he's become mm -hmm. like a phenomenon. I'm, I'm, we're sure. up here in Boston and he's like yep. most loved Celtic and, and he barely plays. When yeah. you, what, what's, the, what's your go-to Taco Fall story? Like what sums him up? Go-to Taco Fall story. You know, I don't... He, he's a, a, very, a very fun guy. He, uh, he's obviously very... Uh, it's tall and intimidating when you see him because he's you know seven foot six or seven however tall he is. But he um he's a he's a he's a, a great guy, very nice, super fun, and he lo loves to joke around and play. Um, and I can't even really. I, there's so many things that just happen throughout a day with him <laughs> or throughout a practice. I just know like go to story. It's just I can just remember things like him him trying to fit in my car and saying my car is small and I, I just drive a Dodge Charger and I'm like I don't <laughs> Charger's not a, that's, a, that's a full-size car yeah. that's, not, that's not a small car by any means but him it's like and just things like that um and it's just funny like he's, he's his life is so different from ours you know we, we see the world and even me being 6'6 six, six, it, it's yeah you're it's a tall different. dude like you're not short some things aren't easy for me, but I can only imagine what it's like for somebody who's a whole foot taller than me in, in this world. And it's like, man, I, if I don't have leg room here. What's your life like? If I can't, if I got to duck through some doorways, what do you have to duck through? You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I can't, I can't even imagine. I just can't imagine him walking through an airport and having to go through all the things you got to do to like get on an airplane. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's tough for him. Cause one, walking through it when we, you know, we flew commercial most of the time for UCF. So Obviously, walking through airports, and, and uh, he's the tallest person anybody will ever see in their life. And yeah. regardless of if he's a basketball player or not, he's going to be famous because he's so tall. And so when you, when you see him, it's like, oh, my gosh. If you have no idea who he is, it's still, can I have a picture with you? Can I, can I talk to you? Who are you? And why, you know, how did you get to be so tall? Those things are, are just natural. Um, and so people are always just stopping and standing on and dropping the jaw so we always just tried to have this try to walk as swiftly as possible and get where we're going because he won't tell anybody no so anybody who asks for a picture or autograph whatever he's saying yes to and yet and so it's like we got a plan to catch taco you know so, so he uh, was the star of the the ucf team walking through uh, the, the airport oh man yeah I mean, yeah he's yeah yeah for sure 
you, you ultimately had a chance to play for your dad at UCF, mm-hmm. which must have been a lot. But you started at Michigan when he was at Stanford. I know there was a, a prep year involved when you were coming out of high school. Was the ultimate goal at some point, if there was a possibility to try to play for your dad, like was that in the back of your mind growing up or did it just happen that way? No, it just kind of happened that way. Uh, I really had no intention um, of ever playing for my, for my dad in college. Um, and so it's funny, it did happen, right? Uh, it never, it was never in my mind. I always wanted to, cause like I said, this is one of those things that comes with being, you know, a coach's kid, or like I said, or, or following somebody's footsteps is that um, you kind of want to create your own lane and become your own man or woman in your life and, and not, you know, seem like, and I guess it maybe shouldn't be like this, but you shouldn't more, you, 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 there's that pride about being my own person, not taking handouts and not feeling like I took a handout. Um, but you can't choose the life you're born into, so maybe it shouldn't be like that. But that's that's the way it is. That's that's the way you feel. Um, and so for me, it was like I wanted to be my own player. I, want, I wanted to create my own lane and 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 um and make it happen on my own, and not feel like you know my dad gave me a scholarship. So when Michigan or any of the schools are offering me scholarships that, I'm still, that I'm grateful for today, um, those those really made me feel like okay, I, I'm, you know, I'm proud of myself, and I, I put the time in to to get those. You know, it, you know, it had nothing to do with him or. or, or him talking to anybody else, they they wanted me for me and, and what I could bring to a team. So that really, that really, you know, it meant a lot to me. When did when did it hit you? Because I mean, you're trying to follow your dad's footsteps in terms of being a great basketball mm-hmm. player, and it's tough when mm-hmm. you're playing the exact same sport. When did it hit you? Like, hey, you know what? I am my own guy. Like, in terms of going to college and, and playing at mm-hmm. this level, this, I, I'm ready. When did it hit you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my, I mean, my senior year of high school wouldn't it really, I felt like I was really came into my own a little bit. Um, was I great notes? I still was a little awkward and, and, and uh, lanky because I had a, a, a huge growth spurt, you know. But yeah, by didn't the time you I grow like a foot between sophomore yeah. and senior year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, um, it, it happened quick, but I started, I started to kind of grow into my own body and, and jumping better and, and, you know, get my coordination down and whatnot. And so, um, by that time, I was like, okay, I, I feel like I can do this. And I obviously played a lot with the Stanford guys pickup-wise, those players there. So if I'm playing at, with those guys in pickup, um, and this is, you know, Pac-12 basketball, these are good players. Um, I was like, I, I can play college basketball. I, I'm certain I can. And so by the time I finished high school and had no offers, I was a little hurt. And I was like, oh, man, well, uh, i got to find another route. And so the prep school came along, and I never lost my hope or lost my, you know, lost my drive to, to chase my dream and be a college basketball player. Um, and so that, that was, that's kind of how it worked out. I, I just stayed with it and, and, and pushed through. What was the first time when you got to UCF where you went, oh, he's not just my dad on the sideline, he's, he's actually my coach? Well, he made it known very quickly that, that <laughs> that's exactly what it was. You know, it was, uh, he, I, I'm, I know for a fact that he had a lot of fun with, <laughs> with, with, with that. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's, I am his son, and, and my, he, you know, we're with my teammates and whatnot. So he is going to pick on me a little more and say things that he knows he can get away with just because, you know, he, he yeah. knows me. You know, so, yeah, he, but he made it known very quickly. But obviously, none of it was ever, you know, in any malicious intent or, or trying to put me there. It was always, you know, just in the spirit of the game and having fun um, and trash talk, which, I, which is that's basketball. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he had the uh, – he had a built-in guinea pig on, in, on exactly. the Exactly. Yes. And so it was, it was, it was very fun. But like I said, he made it known very quickly and my teammates got a kick out of it. They, 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 they loved every second of that. You, I mean, I, it struck me cause I forgot, like you had to sit out a whole nother year after the transfer year because you got hurt. Mm-hmm. I, what kind of 
I mean, how brutal is that? You're you're playing college basketball. You just played two years in the Big Ten, and now mm-hmm. on top of this, sitting out a year to transfer. Now you you're like, man, like I, I got to sit out again. Yeah, uh, that's that's life, right? You can't really uh, you can't you can't plan to prepare for things like that. Um, but uh, I mean, it's a very open, a very eye opening, you know, perspective building experience. It's, it teaches you or asks you how much you love the game, really. And so when you can when you go through things like that and have to continually fight through two years sitting out and, and you're seeing guys play, seeing guys do this, seeing guys do that. And it, 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 it tests you. And, um, but I got through, I made it through and, and, and I, I ultimately did what I came there to do. Um, and so I can't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Obviously it sucks, but that's part of my journey, part of my career. And uh, now I have that knowledge and, and, you know, I've been through that, that uh, those trying times. And uh, I think I'm better because of it. Yeah, what, what did you pick up two years away from having a chance to really play? Uh, like what did I learn from that? Or yeah. like, just, um, well, uh, from a basketball standpoint, the, kind of, the game kind of slowed down for me. You, you, you look at the game in a different way when you're on the bench and, you know, uh, not a coach, but I'm not playing, obviously. So I'm, I'm sitting there helping teammates out and whatnot and telling them what I see on the court. And the game slowed down when you, when you do that without you even realizing it slows down, but it does. And so that helps me when I get back on the court. And um, just, you know, just in a, in the, from the, the standpoint of life and, and, you know, ups and downs, you just got to, you know, try and stay in the middle. You can't get too high, get too low, because you never know what life throws at you. Um, and so you have, you have to be ready to, to you know, take on, the, take on the tough times, like take on the, on the good times, you know, it's, it's, uh, and that's life. That UCF season, your, your final year in the end, you guys knocked off Houston and then beat Cincinnati all in like a five-day span. And because mm-hmm. like you watch college teams go through this, so I'm interested in your perspective. When you guys win those two gigantic games in a row, like are you guys on cloud nine? Like how does a coach bring you down off of that? And obviously you ended up losing, I think, yeah. the Temple the, the following game. But like yes. where's the, where are you guys feeling in the locker room when you do that? Well, uh no, we were we were not on cloud nine because, like I said, my coach and my father is very good at, you know, bringing guys back to reality. This is college basketball; anything can happen any day, you know. So we're not gonna we're not gonna try and try and you know, ride, like I said, you don't ride the high, you don't ride the low. You stay right in the middle because you know that the game is like this, life is like this. So you have to understand that just as we play great over this, and we'll play great the next day. No matter what yeah. we do, it's that that's just how the game goes. So we need to make sure that we that we understand that, and and you know continue to hang our hats where we, where we pride ourselves in, that's defense. So we, if, as long as we take care of that, the game will, uh, it'll work out for us usually. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, he, 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 definitely, he definitely kept us humble in that, in that experience. Spoken like a true coach's son. Oh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your game at now, a couple of years removed from college compared mm-hmm. to like your senior year? Like how have your, how has your game developed now being a professional? Uh, I mean, you kind of, I, I guess, depending on where you go and where, and where you play, um, you, you, you have no option but, but to get better, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, that it's, it's kind of on you now because you are a professional. You know, you are your own, you know, um, business. So you have to put your time in. Nobody's making you get in the gym. Nobody's forcing you to get in the gym anymore. This is on you now. So um, for me, I continue to do what I always do and just work on my overall game and, and, and try and, you know, add new things to it or, and, and put those things on the court. Um, and and it, it's worked out. I think, um, I think I've gotten better and in, in, in really, and just generally speaking, across the board as a player and, and understanding the game, knowing the game, um, making reads, 
um, shooting, passing, everything. And I, and I just want to continue to make strides in that um, for my career. What are the, like, because obviously there's such, it can be such little differences between mm -hmm. having an opportunity one league to another to continue mm -hmm. to move up. Mm -hmm. What are the little things that you work on that, like, you feel like can take your game to the next level? Um, well, I think uh, one, defense being one of them, because um, that's, that's obviously a big part of basketball. The people that I think we all forget, we watch so many highlights and so much, you know, basketball is, you know, it's, it's on social media so much. All we do is see the highlights of guys <laughs> on offense, guys, you know, shooting threes, crossovers, all that, all, all those sorts of things, which are, which are good. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, it's part of the game, but by the same token, the game's put on both sides of the ball. And so you can't forget about the defensive side because a lot of guys simply get paid because of defense. And so if you're a guy that can play both sides of the ball and, and, and be a, a factor on defense, that, that, that makes you valuable. So um, for me, just defense for sure and focusing on that. Um, I'm trying to be the best player I can be on that side of the ball. And then on offense, continue to do what I do and, and, and not try and, um, I guess, you know, chase things to become something I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm an athlete who can shoot the ball. So let me, let me continue to focus on things that, I, that, that people like about me and get better in those areas. And the other areas continue to work on because obviously I want to be a complete player, but never forget, you know, what, what, uh, what makes me attractive to other to coaches and, and GMs and whatnot. So just, just to focus on those things and, and continue to grow my game overall. How do you evaluate yourself year to year? Is it what opportunities you, you're given in terms of what league and what job opportunities you're given? Is it like a personal thing? Like, how do you evaluate where you are and, and how you, if you're successful or not? Ah, <gasps> well, that's, Tough in, in my second year pro. Uh, yeah, I know. I, that's a loaded question. Sorry. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just, my, my main goal is that is to have fun with the game. That, that's the only evaluation I can ultimately have. If I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I know I'm doing the right thing. If it's fun, if I feel satisfied, if I feel fulfilled in my role and what I'm doing, then, then I know I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I do. And so um, that, that's all I can really chase is, is that right there. Because I know... If that if that's going right for me, I know the rest will take care of itself. I know I'll ultimately, you know, be be able to do what I want to do and, and follow my dreams at the end of the day. Because you know what I'm saying that that's what it's all about. It's, it's not about the money, not about fame or anything else that comes from basketball. It's just about having fun with it and, and enjoying the game you love. And so that, cool. that, that that's for me. It's a good way to look at it because like if no, you, yeah. you get to do what you you love, like the longer you get to do it, the better off. Oh life yeah. Be. Absolutely, absolutely. It keeps the. Um, the stress and anxiety that life can bring on you. It, it kind of keeps that, if you focus on those things, it kind of keeps the stress, the stress off you a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, all right, we'll finish up with kind of three off the radar questions a little bit, three right. through the road, have some fun. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned you had a chance to grow up shooting in Cameron, in Cameron Indoor growing up. What's mm -hmm. your favorite gym to shoot at in the entire world? Any place you've ever been, where, where's your favorite place to shoot? Favorite gym to shoot at? That's a, that's actually, that's, that's a very tough question. Um, let me think. Uh, honestly, UCF practice facility. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's not huge. It's a, it's, it's just a gym really. Um, two hoops and, and <laughs> it, it works. It works. It's a, it's, it's nice. There's no, no windows in there. It's just a box. Come in, get your shots up. Nobody really knows you're in there. Get out. It's uh, it's it's, it's uh, it, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice place to to get away from things. 
Uh, no, that's, that's a good one. Well, I say this because I went to Syracuse and I didn't play, but I had a mm -hmm. chance a couple of times to shoot at the Carrier Dome when it was empty. Yep. And it was yep, like yep, the yep. most difficult place to shoot in the country because like there's yeah. no depth perception. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's tough. People don't realize it about, about um, playing in, especially really big arenas. Um, when you shoot the ball, it's like shooting, just throwing it out into the ocean. You can't, yeah. there's no, there's no, all you see is the rim. <laughs> and when it's clear behind the backboard, it's hard to really, you know, gauge. Um, but that's where muscle memory comes into play. Right. It's just like the rim just floating there and it's like, exactly. you can hit exactly. it. It takes you exactly. a little bit to adjust. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, so, so you grew up on the East Coast. You lived on the West Coast a little bit. Once your dad took the job at Stanford, if you had one place to live, would it be East Coast or, or West Coast? East Coast for sure. Um, I love the West Coast. West Coast is very nice. It's very it spoils you with the weather, but um, the East, yeah, East Coast for sure. All right, and, and you were in North Carolina, so the weather wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that great either. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of in between, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In moderation, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing is like Palo Alto in January when it's 65 nah. degrees and sunny. Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> That's, that spoils you. Now you got me thinking back to those days and that weather was very nice. I mean, Florida's nice too, don't get me wrong. Right. But Florida's so humid in the summer, it kind of, that's tough. Yeah. No, California's nice. Yeah. But I'll like, the East Coast for sure. Well, what's the, what's the weather like where you're at? Cold? Cold and rainy. And gray. A lot of time in the gym. A lot. <laughs> Finally, uh, last one before we let you go. Uh, what's the one piece of food or one place you need to go the first time when you, when you land back in the United States? What do you miss the most? These are tough questions. Um, it's a lot of options. That's overwhelming, honestly. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if things are open when I get back, yeah, um, place called Cafe Rio, okay, burritos, uh, quesadillas. It's just a, yeah, very, yeah, just I need it. <laughs> I, I've heard the Mexican isn't quite the same in in Europe. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't personally tried any Mexican food out here, but some of my teammates have, and they said it was uh, leaving a little bit to be desired. Hey, you know, like, okay. yeah, it's, yeah. You win some, you lose some, you know, like sure. you just got to embrace sure. the, this new situation. Exactly. I'm not coming over expecting to get great Mexican food, you know, it's, it's, it's not in my thought process. Exactly. Well, uh, Aubrey, hey man, we appreciate the time. Uh, good Thank luck you. here the rest of the way. Hopefully we'll catch up Thank sometime uh, down the road. Absolutely. Thank you.